You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. The episode is brought to you by Locker Room. You can download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms, Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, too. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets. Today, we're going to be talking about Nada's anger towards the Hornets not going after one of these big guys that he's been kind of clamoring for and pretty and pretty specifically these guys that ended up with different teams. We'll get to that in the last segment of the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We'll also preview the game tonight against the Washington Wizards. Are we in not must win, but no excuses territory? We'll get to all of that later on in the show. But first, we're going to give Terry Rozier more flowers, Nada, because I know you're all about that. Don't sound so, um, don't sound so sarcastic about this. Terry Rozier <laughs> has now overtaken Gordon Hayward as the best player on this team at this point. So, Oh, well, there's no respect yeah, the best that, player on this team right now. Respect. Oh, no, I will. Oh, no, I, I've got mad respect for Terry Rozier and what he's done. He gets player of the week and uh, he does so in this four game stretch. It started on Monday with that game against the Spurs and it ended with that game against the Suns, the overtime loss. So here's the write up from the Hornets PR release. It was during the week. Rozier led the Hornets to a three and one record. He ranked sixth in the Eastern Conference in points per game at twenty four point three. And he was one of only three players in the East to total 20 plus points in four contests during the week. Not a also averaged five and a half assists, 5.3 rebounds per game. He shot 47% from the field, 39 and a half percent from three. So right around the season mark and even worse in the three point percentage, but barely that mm-hmm. goes to show you how crazy he's shooting uh, 85.7% from the free throw line. And he also set a couple of single game, uh, uh, single game highs in his career, 11 assists against Miami and he got 10 rebounds against Phoenix. Both of those were career highs. So Terry, he gets player of the week and not, it should have been the second one. Yes. He was robbed yes. of the one that was given to Sadiq Bay, who wasn't even the best rookie in the Eastern conference that went should have gone to LaMelo ball, but still happy to see Terry Rozier get this award. And in four games now where LaMelo ball has been down with an injury, We've looked for Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, Malik Monk, and Devontae Graham to all step up. Well, Gordon Hayward, the only one that hasn't consistently stepped up, but Terry just even shouldering a little bit more of the load and uh, getting POW because of it, what he did this past look, week. Look, I look at this, like, and I'm glad you mentioned earlier that this was a make, make good for something that, again, he should have gotten before. So... I, I, I'm here for all the Terry Rozier flower giving. I'm here to for his recognition. And at this point, it's one of the few things that I can say, you know what, Mitch, you were right. Because this guy has been better than ever expected. This guy has been just probably, the, like I said, he's the best player at this point on this team. I feel very, very confident in saying that. And just, like, his attitude is contagious. It's kind of why, yo, I'm kind of wanting him back because I think this team, like, unfortunately and unfortunately, this team, the pulse of this team is Terry Rozier. And without that pulse, who knows where they are without LaMelo at this point. And yeah, the, yeah. And it's just really just like, 
I again, this is one of those times where you just end up fi- finding yourself really, really appreciative of Terry Rozier, and because this could easily be an zero and four start, and we could be talking about uh, mock drafts, and Doug Branson could be frantically listening right now. <laughs> that is true. Um, this is the second or the last time that the Charlotte Hornet uh, got this. The Charlotte Hornets got this award. Uh, it was Kimba Walker winning it in April of 2019. You see what Terry's been doing this year. So he's experiencing career highs in points per game, two point percentage by a mile, three point percentage, effective field goal percentage, even setting a career high in steals just by a little bit, but still setting that career high. And I go back to the two point percentage, Nada, because we've talked about that a little bit yeah the guy is absolute flames from beyond the arc Mm -hmm. and even after he shot pretty well not pretty well he shot really well last season it's gone to a different level this year but it's the two-point percentage that is the biggest deal here he's gone over 10 percentage points better from inside the arc which is nuts yeah and to improve that much it's ridiculous. And that's made a real difference in his offensive contributions to this team. And I'm hoping that that's sustainable because the three point percentage, while it's insane, it's not an outlier, right? Yeah. Like he shot 40.7% last year on high volume and the two seasons prior in Boston, he was fine to good. You know, he shot 38% on five attempts in his third year. He shot 35% on uh on four attempts in his fourth year so it went down a little bit but still not bad by any means the two-point percentage is ridiculous like the best he's ever he's ever shot from uh two-point land was 43.6 and that was last season he's up to 54.2 this year i that that's the biggest thing about terry that has taken his game to an entirely different level yes bigger volume from deep shooting at a better clip that's going to do a lot for you and no doubt that's probably the biggest thing you might notice just because of the splash plays especially the threes that he hits in crunch time this is somebody that's hitting over 50 percent of his threes in clutch time and the hornets have had plenty of opportunities but it's what he's doing inside the arc nada that has really taken his game to an entirely different yeah level. absolutely i mean how many times have we talked about the layup package this year like how it's just ridiculous his finishing around the rim has been ridiculous and the different angles he's using and the scoops shots and just like you see the work he puts in clearly at shooting these things. And it's similar to what I dare I say Kemba did when he was down here, where you would notice that he would finish around the rim very, very differently. And he would work on the angles and drawing fouls. And the bigger difference is that where Kemba would just fake the contact or harden it just a little bit or do something similar to what Trey Young does. Terry Rozier physically takes that contact, takes that punishment finishes at a ridiculous angle and then hits that and one like we've seen a couple of times where he takes that again he takes the contact regardless whether there's a call or not still finishes and for me at least watching that that's the next step in everybody's game can i physically take that punishment now where he's gonna have to start where the next evolution and something i think it's probably gonna be next is that we've seen him go to that pull up that 15 foot pull up and be kind of reliable in that regard as well. I don't want to put him in the McCollum range because, again, that's fairly high ground. But if he's he might be CJ McCollum at this point, that's really a dope thing to have considering what you have at point guard for the next five, six, seven years. Yeah, if you're asking how can Terry continue to improve his game, I think offensively, defensively, there are tons, but offensively, 
I think it's just continuing to be more of a facilitator. You know, when we talk about him attacking the basket, I think he has gotten a lot more crafty and done a better job of not turning the ball over. He's not turning the ball over as much as he did last year when it was 2.2. Now it's just 1.9, totally fine. The assist, they're down from last year just because you weren't asking, you're not asking him as much to handle the basketball, which is what you're supposed to do. That That's what Terry role, uh, Terry's role should be. But it's, you know, it's the facilitating once he gets inside the paint. I think that's the only thing that you can ask to expound upon his game in a big way. Everything else offensively, it's really clicking right now. And it has all year for Terry Rozier, your player of the week. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes and insiders in real time about your favorite team or your sport. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to the big news or the rumors. And I'll be joining the app soon, so be sure to get started, and uh, I'll meet you there at some point. I'll meet you on the Locker Room app at least at some point. Go download the free Locker Room app now. Currently available on all iOS devices, and be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NFL, MLB, and NHL or the NBA group for the latest league updates. I know you will find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues, and I can't wait to join you on uh, join you all in the app. I'll be sure to let you know once the Locked On Hornets room is live. Download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. The Wizards game is tonight. Is it no excuses territory? We break that down next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. And I was cutting a rug in that place, not a funk master flex. Shout out so, to him. Again, Walker, how old are you again? Uh, I am 28 years old. <laughs> I didn't know a person under 35 used cutting a rug anymore. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. You can follow the Locked On Today pod wherever you get your podcast. And Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online AG has uh, the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL that are all in full swing. You can even cover uh, the award shows, TV shows, and uh, reality TV, all sorts of TV that you can also be a part of they've got real-time updated odds props on almost anything you can imagine bet online's got you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up you can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts promo code locked on not a yes or no are we in no excuses territory tonight against the washington this Wizards? is the third game in four days for the washington wizards in that stretch, they have beaten, they've won both of those games. The one thing I would point out is that the, in that, also in that stretch, the Wizards nearly blew a 30 point lead to the Detroit Pistons. And people are going to listen to this and say, well, nada, nada, hold on for a second, because if you remember, the Miami Heat almost came back from 30 to beat the Hornets. Yeah, but it's two different things. We're talking about apples and oranges. <laughs> We're talking about a team with Jimmy Butler. Versus a team with Sadiq Bay and Isaiah Stewart, I like them, but at the same time, it's it hits different when you're damn near blowing a third thirty point lead to Detroit. I'm sorry, this is no excuses. This team has done very very well in terms of beating the teams that they should beat, 
this should continue with this team specifically because they're a bad matchup for this Hornets team. This Hornet, the again, granted, Gafford changes the changes the calculus a little bit for them because they have a big man that can get up. And if we remember the last time, Cody Zeller decided Cody Zeller went Godzeller on the Wizards as well. <laughs> he did. So I'm expecting a win. I'm not expecting a laugher, but I'm expecting a comfortable win again because this is the Wizards, and they're always one or two steps away from basically being the Wizards. And that's worse than the Hornets this year, at least. Yeah, you mentioned Cody Zeller. He had 16 points in that game, but it was all done early. And uh, he had a three, and that one had seven rebounds, so he was pretty good. It was actually the starters that were really good in this one. Terry had 26 points, LaMelo had 19, Cody had 16, and Gordon Hayward had 25. Maybe this is a game that could be served as a get-right game for Gordon Hayward. This is no excuses territory, Nada. You're absolutely right. Not only... Do you have three games and four nights for the Wizards? But this is the second night of a back-to-back. They are coming off of a win, in fairness to Washington. They are coming off of a win against the Indiana Pacers. Russell Westbrook went nuts. 35 points, 21 assists, and 14 rebounds in that win against Indiana, 132 to 124. You mentioned the Pistons game, too. They did beat Detroit, so they actually are on a two-game winning streak. And before they played the New York teams, the Knicks and the Nets, they actually beat the Jazz. And even if Utah didn't have Mike Conley, they beat the Jazz 131 to 122. Still pretty shocking for them to beat the best team in the regular season out there in the Western Conference because this is a 17 and 28 squad right now. But you mentioned it. They should be tired, right? This is the second night of a back-to-back. And Nada, they got guys out. Yep. I mean, you look at how bad their injuries are right now. They don't have Bradley Beal. That's no excuses territory right mm-hmm. there. But they also don't have Davies Bertans, who's out with that calf injury. Ish Smith is out with a quad injury. Thomas Bryan is out for the season. That was somebody that they were depending on. I looked at who their starting lineup was, and they're going with Jerome Robinson in the starting lineup. If you'll remember, that was actually the guy among after the, the Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers picks. Yeah, that was after Miles Bridges, who the LA Clippers took. And it was shocking to see them take Jerome Robinson in that spot. They ship him off to Washington just really a year later and that guy's no good he's just not playing well he's only one of 11 from the field in the last two games he's played 18 and 21 minutes in those games against Detroit and Indiana he's never done anything to show you that he's uh, a player that you can count on going forward and that's a guy that's currently starting for the Wizards right now Mm -hmm. they're getting contributions for Hachimura so I'm sure one Doug will like that and also the Wizards will like to get that from their former first round pick but yeah like Robinson Alex Lynn Denny Avdia, who isn't, I think, performing up to the expectations of what most people had, even though it's still way too early to write him off. But still, it, you're this is not a good basketball exactly. team. And it's the second night of a back-to-back. I think the Hornets need to take care of business like they've done so far against the teams they're better than Yeah, on at paper. this point, like this, if you want to talk, talk about being a – if you want to talk at least about being a playoff team, being a, uh, one of the top ten teams in the, in the East, you win these games. You make sure that Washington doesn't come back and bite you. You make sure that you want to, again, send another message, get another get-right game. Because as we've said before, as we said yesterday, honestly, Gordon Hayward hasn't been good enough right now. Devontae Graham has not shown up enough. Cody Zeller, I like him. He hasn't been really, really good in the last little bit. I don't know if that's injury or something else like that. 
there are a lot of guys that need to get right. And this is the perfect that perfect opportunity to get right, to play better, and to put yourself at least in the top eight, if not in the top six. You want to talk talk about being a top six team. You want to have that feel good of being in the four, five, or six spot and not having to play that playing game. This is what you have to do. You have to beat teams like this, beat the guys on your schedule, and go from there. That's it, like this is a no excuses game, and I'm prepared to yell during the mailbag sec- segment tomorrow because like if they don't win, like at this point, like I just don't want to see them lose games that they have no business in losing. They haven't done it to us that much this year. I hope that trend is, doesn't start now. Yeah, can I talk to you about Jerome Robinson's stat line a little bit please, more? Please let me hear. Let me hear about it, this. Let me it, hear about this. It's pretty remarkable. So in this, in the game that they won against Detroit, if you add up his steals, mm-hmm. his assists, mm-hmm. his rebounds, and his points, those would all encompass just four, right? Just four check marks. He got five fouls and turnovers. Oh, no. If you look at the game against the Pacers. You add up his points. He had three. He had three steals, which is nice. Mm-hmm. He had three blocks in this one. Okay. So, okay, maybe I didn't see the blocks, and that's actually kind of impressive. And then he had two assists. So you add all of that together, and that just is 11 tallies. He still was only three more tallies there than he was turnovers and fouls in that game with eight. So, I mean, I just, that guy's starting for the Wizards right now because Bradley Beal's out, Bertans is out. Smith is out. Like they just they don't have anybody oh, that they can go sure. to. They got to put Jerome Robinson in there. This backcourt, it needs to eat. They need to grossly yes. outperform what the backcourt would do for, for Washington. I know Russell Westbrook is still there who, you know, you, you if you want to add the tallies with him, I'll let you do it yeah. because that triple-double, that's a monstrous, that is a monstrous triple-double that he had against him. No, it is, it is, but at the same time, I just... Like he had a like the thing is Russell tri- Russell Westbrook triple doubles mean less and less to me in the era of teams not really fighting for offensive rebounds. You know what I mean? Oh sure, no, I, I no, I, I totally agree. But at some point, it's like okay, thirty five, twenty one, and fourteen. That's that's pretty insane to see. Yeah, Hornets need to take care of this game tonight and uh, set themselves up well for this road trip that they are about to embark on. We've got one more segment. Nada. Speaking of yelling, maybe he wants to yell at the Hornets for not going after one of these big men that signed after free agency. We talked about that, ne- or we talk about that next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I do not like the MB2 nickname. That Lam- oh, it's bad. Lamello, come yeah. on, man. I mean, look, I, I love everything else about you, but the MB times two. How in the world do you not like Airbnb, but you like MB times two? I, yeah. it, that's, that's bad. We can't allow him to create. And that's, the, that's the, the reason the rule exists. You can't give yourself your nickname. You can't do that. No, exactly. So, this is as I'm, bad as Kevin Durant wanted to call himself the servant. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft with the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. You can uh, get scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. We also have another Built Bar Madness matchup. Oh, Yesterday, it was Carmel Brownie versus Coconut Brownie, uh, Brownie Chunk, and we laughed at it. This one is perhaps going to be a little bit uh, tougher to decide. Cookies and cream versus cookie dough chunk. I will once again put you on the spot. Who do you think wins between cookies and cream and cookie dough? That's chunk? not. What are you doing? Why are you putting me on the spot like this? How dare you? 
I did it again. Yes, yes, I clearly. Absolutely did it again. Clearly, no problem. Like, how? Like, how am I supposed to pick, Walker? How am I? Like, you know what? You want me to just go hop along, go find myself a coin and flip, and then pick? You know, I'm gonna. Just, you know, I'm, here, here's what I'm gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I am going to just. I'm just gonna take cookie dough chunk, close my eyes, and pray that the other forgives me. Because if they win, they're gonna, again, it's gonna be just a massive reminder of my failure. And you know what? I'm gonna um, blame that failure on you. That's what I'm gonna do. I, I know you are. I know you are because that's what you always do. And I forgot to mention, we're in the final four right now. So it's cookies and cream and cookie dough chunk. That's a battle to see who gets to the championship game. Cookies and cream and cookie dough chunk are battling for that. I am going to go cookie dough chunk on the other side. They will face whoever the winner of this game is. It'll face the winner of mint brownie and coconut brownie chunk. So it's going to face coconut brownie chunk. Built bar is amazing. All their flavors are fantastic. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein. It's great for the keto diet. And uh, best of all, it's covered in 100% chocolate and they are just so delicious. Locked 15 when you go to builtbar.com. Again, locked 15 when you go to builtbar.com. Make sure you visit there and uh, again, taste and embark on what is just a fantastic energy bar. Not, I know you're mad a little bit about the Hornets because of them kind of sitting out the big man market, not only in the trade, which you kind of understood yeah. that you don't want to get rid of any assets. Totally cool. But there were some guys to be had. Dwayne Dedman, uh, I believe there is some interest um, uh, for him by the Miami Heat. Uh, I don't know if they haven't pulled the trigger on they that. They have though, not right? it's just yet. That yet shown they have not. I, I hope that the Hornets are actively pursuing that market because if not, then and, and we'll get into this. Dwayne Dedman's out there. The big one for me was Gorgie Jang. And people are going to be like, well, he's a again, he, he made the buyout market for a reason. But at the same time, like I like Bismack Biombo. He serves a purpose. I will defend him to that regard. But the level of again, if something happens to Bismack or and or Cody Zeller, we are looking at a situation where Nick Richards and PJ Washington are going to get most of the, the minutes. And as much as I like PJ at center, I kind of like to have like a little fail safe that. That again, almost a Brad Wanamaker, and I, I'm at the point now where I cannot enjoy the ride. If <laughs> and, and I'm and I'm being honest with being honest when I say this, I can't enjoy the ride if I know that you're not putting these kids in the best position to succeed. And I don't think as much as I like Bismack Biombo, I don't think. That puts them in the best position to succeed. As much as I like Cody Zeller, sometimes I don't think putting him out there is the best, is is putting putting them in the best positions to succeed. I am at the point where Gorgie Jang, a guy that can shoot threes and block shots and protect the rim, I, I kind of feel like it's kind of necessary for the, the Hornets to have a guy like that, especially if you're talking about being as competitive as possible and allowing for as many competitive minutes and to evaluate all the other guys. Gorgie Jang probably made that more possible than most. And for the Hornets to ignore the functionally ignore the position and instead choose to just be like, okay, what we got is what we got. We it's like, why are we going to McDonald's? We don't have we have what we need to make a burger at home. And the burger is like one of those big brontosaurus burgers with like a giant piece of pepper. And you're doing instead of burger buns, you have Wonder Bread. 
Like, that's what we're trying to do here. And as much as I respect that, I really do feel like there is a portion of this team that, like, I want them to be as competitive as possible. And I don't think that happens with, um, without, like, a real veteran big man, unfortunately. Yeah, I, man, Jang was the, probably the guy that I was looking at the most, even more so than a Deadman. Um, one, I will say this, immediately upon hearing his name, I thought, okay, yeah, it's someone that has been in the league a little while, but is a little younger than Dwayne Deadman, and you can bring him in, <laughs> and he can help you out. Gorgie Jang is 31 years old. I, I don't know. You talk about shocked that was one of the players ages and it happens frequently, but that's one of the more shocked I've been to see that he's 31 years old. It seems like yesterday he won that championship with Louisville and that Rick Pitino squad in 2013. That's, that's what I thought I was like, all right, yeah, he's been in the league for a little bit, but still he's not going to be over 30. Yeah. He's over 30. He's 31 years old. Um, crazy to me to see that, but yeah, I, I, I hear you not like that was a guy I probably would have liked for the Hornets to go after now. You know, Mitch Kupchak did mention that he wouldn't mind releasing a player um, to add somebody in the buyout market. And I, you know, I was kind of interested to see what player that they would end up releasing. So it can't be one of the two way guys mm -hmm. and Darling or Grant Riller. That does not open up a spot for you. So who would be that player that you think would be on the outside looking in? I'll tell you, who I'd hope it would uh, hope it would be. I hope it would be Brad Wanamaker. Yeah, because the the other the other options are, you know, one of the Martin twins, really yeah. Caleb. And you're not, you're not, I don't think you're releasing Cody, but Caleb, Caleb had his Martin, moments yeah. in the rotation yeah. when Cody did it earlier yeah. this season. Uh, I would be, I would be really mad if they let go of Jalen McDaniels in that scenario. I would not be happy. That doesn't make any um, sense when you can trade him for, for somewhat of an asshole. So somewhat of asshole. Yeah. 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 And, and so if you're talking about McDaniels or, or Caleb Martin, you know, the, the, the guy that makes sense is Brad Wanamaker. I don't care uh -huh. if you just gave up some cash, like just cut your losses, whatever, and decide to sign somebody on the buyout market. But that would be interesting to see just because they talked about it. And if they are still looking for some help, I Wanamaker's got to be the guy. Yeah. To go. Yeah. Wanam it would probably be Wanamaker or, <laughs> or at the at the very minimum. I think it would be Caleb Martin. But at the same time, like, I get it from, like, if you're talking about from a roster standpoint, then, yeah, it's probably Wanamaker. And you can't do that for, for a guard that you just acquired right now. And you're not sure if you're getting LaMelo back at all. But at the same time, Caleb Martin is not going to preclude you. Again, releasing Caleb Martin is not going to preclude you from bringing on a big man. Or at least it shouldn't. And w if that's going to be the case, then... What are we doing here? I guess it depends on what big yeah. man. You know, I mean, dude, I, I, are you releasing Caleb Martin for Gorgie Jang? I mean, no, not really for me. Like, I don't, I, I, and maybe, and I know you don't have to have him completely out of the organization. You could bring him back, and I, I guess maybe that would be something that's tantalizing for Charlotte. But yeah, I, I just, I don't want to be in the business of giving up on younger players, even if you don't necessarily think they're NBA players, but you know, these guys can still develop and continue to improve. And I just, I don't like giving up those guys. It's really hard for me to do that. All right. That wraps up this edition of locked on Hornets. Thanks again to built bar for supporting the show. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of locked on NBA Hollinger and Duncan, really any show on the locked on podcast network. Have a great day. We've got the mailbag episode tomorrow. Make 
make sure you send your questions in at Walker Mail, at Not of the Scribe, at Lockdown Hornets, the mailbag episode. It's always fun. And also, before we go real quickly, I want to tell you guys about Lockdown Panthers. Our buddy, Julian Council, is the new host of Lockdown Panthers. Make sure you guys go check that out. It's different. It's a completely different show than what it used to be. Julian is bringing you really good content every single day. It's somebody that's been tapped into the industry for a long time now. Lockdown Panthers has a good show right now. You need to go check that out if you are a fan of Carolina. Good stuff here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Once again, send in those questions and we'll, uh, we'll answer them tomorrow.